Hello and welcome to the Consistency Project with E.C. Sinkowski. My name is Patrick Cummings and every episode I have the privilege of having a discussion with E.C. on subject matters that range from nutrition to fitness to the choices we can all make to live a healthier, more functional life. By exploring both the principles at play and the actions worth carrying out as a result, it's our goal to get you thinking, get you moving, and get you taking more consistent steps toward optimizing your well-being. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hello and how are you, E.C.? Fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> this is maybe slightly different. We're kind of revisiting a conversation, mm. but we're going to kind of have the conversation again on coaching, nutrition coaching, certifications, credentials, et cetera. Mm. Give us a little bit of background as to why we're doing this in case people have seen an episode like this. Gosh, who knows? It was probably like a year and a half ago mm. now, but give us the context before we get into it. So as some people know, I had some bonus podcast content for mm-hmm. paid subscribers. And ultimately I ended that at the beginning of July basically because I just didn't have enough control of the program. It was offered through Apple and Spotify, and I just didn't really have control from a customer service perspective. And so part of the problem with that as well is now that content is just basically lost because (laughs) the subscribers don't have back back access either based on the way the platforms work. So what to do? So we are going to rebroadcast some, and then some of them we're going to update kind of like this one. And so this was actually the first bonus episode we did, and I still get Mm -hmm. a good number of questions about it. So I wanted to make it a public episode, but I've also updated my thoughts on it, and I also have updated some of the services that I have, right? So I get a lot of questions. People want to know, hey, they want to go into health or nutrition coaching, so they kind of want to know about my process and credentials and certifications, whatever. And then I also get people on the other side, they're looking for a good nutrition coach, what to know to look for. And so this is this is what we're going to get into. Cool. Two-parter. All right. Yeah. So that first part, let's let's start with you. Talk to us about your nutrition-specific credentials. What do those look like? What have they looked like? And let's begin there. Yeah. So I'm what's called a certified nutrition specialist or CNS, and that allowed me to get licensure in my state to also be a licensed dietitian nutritionist. Mm-hmm. The other credential that's allowed to also become a licensed dietitian nutritionist is the registered dietitian, which I think most people have heard of certainly more frequently than the the CNS. Now, not all states have that to become licensed, but w- many do. And If you want to be licensed by your state, you typically need to first be an RD or a CNS like I am. The RD, again, I said most people are familiar with, that's like a four-year undergrad degree, and then you do a year internship, and you also have to pass an exam. Not -hmm. many people, again, know about the CNS, which I am. In this case, it's a graduate degree specific in nutrition. I did one in nutrition and functional medicine through the University of Western States in Oregon. And with that complete, I then find a mentor who's already a CNS, and I do Mm -hmm. practical hours. And so I had 1,000 hours of mentored hours. And my mentor was Denise Canellis, who did the cancer episode with us. And I just want to highlight that both the RD and the CNS, they have this aspect of you actually have to have experience working with others, which I just think is a really important piece of becoming Mm -hmm. a nutrition coach or becoming a nutritionist, right? You actually want to work with people and get some guidance during that. Okay. So then after I finished the thousand hours, I did pass a board exam. And then once I then had that CNS, I then apply to the state. The state gives me the the licensure of the licensed dietitian nutritionist. And with both these CNS and licensed dietitian nutritionist credentials, I also have continuing education requirements. Got it. Okay. We've talked about this before. One of the questions I've had before, so I'm going to ask it now because I don't know that I'll have another yeah. excuse to. When you say you've got the thousand hours of, how did you put it? Like the the practical Ex- yeah, experience. Yeah. yeah. 
what does that mean? And how does that, how did you do that with Denise? Like how mm. just, I'm just really curious, yeah. like, were you doing nutrition calls and she would just kind of like check in on like, I'm just, how does yep. that actually operate? How does, how does a thousand hours actually get kind of laid out? Yeah. So you basically have to have what's called a check-in call every 40 yep. hours of time you're working with other individuals. Got it. So, and I of course do a lot of group coaching. So it's sort of like as every 40 hours I have of group coaching, I then have a call with Denise. Now, sometimes it's talking about the issues at hand that you might have with a client. And it can also be just reviewing concepts that you have about executing nutrition therapy with yep. people like, Oh, I just read yep. this article on hypothyroid. What, you know, what the heck do you think? <laughs> you know? And mm -hmm. that, that was a lot of our calls and what I really loved about working with Denise, but especially because she's been out there working with people for so long. And so we would talk a lot about that. But so that was, that's sort of it, how the CNS is that you basically have to have at least an hour of mentored time for every 40 hours that you're working on your own. And we also had group calls. So it was like once a month I would meet with Denise individually and once a month I would meet in a group. And again, it's, we're discussing concepts and case studies and research and stuff like that. And then do you pay, this is getting into the weeds, but sure. I'm curious, do you pay Denise yeah. for that mentorship? Right. Of course. Yeah. Was like, it's yeah, not, it's her time. Not, she's it's her not time charity, and expertise. Right? right. Got it. And the group coaching, does that one hour of group coaching equal one hour of one-on-one -on -one coaching? It doesn't yep. matter. It's just like yep. EC's hour is mm -hmm. whether it's to one person or a hundred people, right? Yeah. Because the idea is, I mean, you're trying to get guidance from somebody on cases and ideas, but I mean, you can yep. ask, I mean, our group is what was our group? Like eight people. It's not like, yep. you know, yep. you're in a class of 300 and you can't get any insight. <laughs> right, right. And so, yeah, that, that was the way that was set up. Now I will say there's, there's other mentorship programs out there for CNSs. That's a whole other, you know, business model. And so there's going to be different structures for everybody, but that's how we handled it. And I know the requirements are this one mentored hour per every 40 hours of individual time. Got it. Cool. Okay. All of that stuff being said, yeah. like, does everybody have to do that to be right. able to coach nutrition? Right. Like, you know, I think about all these different nutrition services that I've come across. Yeah. Those aren't, they're not the same thing. And so where are the, like, give us a sense of the, the differences of scope. Yeah. You definitely don't have to do all of that to coach nutrition. And the nuance is really in the title, your title, mm -hmm. as well as your scope of practice. And it does vary by state. So here's the legal disclaimer. I don't know all state laws and regulations. You have to research yours. But when people first reach out to me and they're like, I want to do what you do, that's the first thing that I tell people is figure out what you really want to do and figure out what your state allows, because that's going to help guide you whether or not you have to go my more my route or whether or not mm -hmm. you can follow something else. And so what do I mean by like, what do you want to do? Well, do you want to tell people exactly what to eat? Like for breakfast, have three eggs, half an oatmeal, whatever it is. Do you want to practice what's called medical nutrition therapy, which is when somebody has hypothyroid, what do you tell them to eat? When somebody has diabetes, what do you tell them to eat? Do you mm -hmm. want to interpret labs? Like all of those things are generally going to fall under being more licensed, like an RD or a CNS, like I have, assuming your state has licensure and you're going to have to go more through the qualifications that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. But then if you're kind of more focused on general weight, health, fitness goals, that type of coaching, you're often allowed to do that without a license, but you just might not be able to call yourself a nutritionist or a dietitian or licensed or anything like that. Maybe yep. you just call yourself a nutrition coach, which is a lot of what people do, but this is where it gets all a little gray because first of all, not all States have the distinction. Some States, for example, you can just call yourself a nutritionist and it doesn't 
doesn't matter mm. if you have formal training or not. And some people, they can just call themselves a nutrition coach, not worry about whether or not they're stepping on any titles and tell people what to eat with what disease because there's no regulation in the state about nutrition services. Of course, I don't mm-hmm. recommend doing that. But I think this is why there is a lot of confusion in the nutrition space is that we have a lot of people, in my opinion, that are opining on topics that maybe they don't have the experience or training to be opining on. Got it. Okay, so the issue then is one of scope, not necessarily of the particular credential. Mm, I think so. I don't mean this. I mean, of course, do things legally, but like conceptually, call yourself whatever you want. The important thing is, are you giving advice on things that you should be giving advice on? Right, right. You know, and and there's just these really wacky claims out there, you know, leaky gut, we just talked about, we're going to fix everything, or we're going to do all these hormone testing and stuff like that, and recommendation for supplements and whatever, seed cycling and bone broth and all of this stuff, you know, people are telling them that they're doctors and giving them the good information. And it's like, do you really know what you're talking about? You know, the, the person giving the advice has to be responsible for what they're saying. And, and of course, this is hard. We're humans. We can't know everything all the time. But certainly taking like a six-month nutrition certification doesn't give you the expertise to be recommending things in terms of hormonal function tests, in, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Like, what do you mm-hmm. think they're studying in med school to become an endocrinologist, <laughs> you know, mm. for years? Yep. And and I, I think I fell for some of this stuff, too. You know, I thought I was so educated years ago reading these counter, you know, mainstream books and blogs, and unfortunately, no. I also want to say, though, I, I don't think having an RD credential or a CNS credential is this perfect kind of blessing of competency either. Unfortunately, there's never going to be a test or a credential or a process that every single person who gets through is doing, quote, exactly the right thing and being perfect in their job, right? I mean, we're humans. It's just... There's there's always going to be problems there. And we all have experienced this elsewhere, even with doctors, right, or accountants or lawyers. We've all had an example in a profession where there's some high standards, and yet we've had somebody who's not, quote, perfect, right? So you can put as many steps in the process as you want. It will, it's never going to be foolproof to bless somebody that they're always doing everything great. But I do think it's a f- first good screen for people, particularly on kind of the weight of evidence or weight of information that you are looking for, you know, and the individual really has to be aware of their scope and, and offer services relevant to, to what they really know and have experience on. It's kind of like you get a driver's license, but that doesn't mean you're a very good driver, right? <laughs> Correct. Look it at takes all the some time. It takes some experience. <laughs> Just because you have the thing doesn't mean that you're an expert driver. <laughs> right. So transitioning maybe a little bit into the folks who are looking to work with a health coach or a nutritionist yeah. or a CNS or whatever else, what's your advice for them to start looking to determine yes to one person, no to another? Yeah. I mean, I think it's sort of the same in the sense of the expertise should at least match, if not exceed kind of the weight of their recommendations. Meaning if you're going to like a health or nutrition coach, they, in my opinion, should not be trying to explain what your estrogen is or is not doing. It doesn't mean they don't know anything about it. It's just that like, if I really want to know what's going on, I'm going to go to my primary care or my GYN or an endocrinologist or something like that, right? The nutrition or health coach should be focused on what you are eating. And if a health coach's recommendations are wildly outside of something you've heard on this podcast, like eat lots of fruits and veggies, adequate protein, and keep total calories in check, in my opinion, you probably shouldn't take their advice. Like, a health coach is is not going to be your source of cutting edge science information, mm. you know. And, and I know that sounds like I'm putting it down, and I'm not. That's a lot of what I do. <laughs> I yeah. hope that's a lot of what I do. If I'm being perfectly honest, I mean, perhaps I have a little bit more ammunition on the science front, but you know, I also have that latitude there due to licensure. And, and to be clear, 
the impact of the nutrition coach and the health coach can be revolutionary, even though the info about eating more fruits and veggies is not. You know, we always underestimate the power of the basics. I think there's this belief that, you know, it's better if I explain more of the science. And it's like, no, it's better if we're actually practicing these basics, right? And so if they're doing something really extreme or you haven't heard of or lots of supplements or something like that, like they probably aren't a coach, a good coach to look for right? They're not trying to alleviate certain symptoms. They're not trying to do something with a specific diagnosis, unless of course, then there are CNS and RD who can actually practice medical nutrition therapy. And that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty much it. Like I, I would want people going to, if they're a nutrition coach or health coach to help you form the habits around eating mostly whole foods in the right quantities and lifestyle changes like exercise mm -hmm. and sleep. And I do get it that there's lots of these different certifications out there. So it's hard for the lay person to be like, well, you're X certified. And <laughs> what does that mean? And are you licensed? Yeah. I, I do think that you can just ask the individual, like, are you licensed in the state, especially mm -hmm. if you have a medical condition and that can be a good first screen. Again, you might have to look for a couple because not everyone is going to be perfect, but that can be a good first screen to determine if this person has enough of the expertise to be working with you. And if they don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> then it's, it's probably somebody who should not be opining much out of the basics of, you know, again, eat mostly mm -hmm. whole foods in the right quantities. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just kind of putting myself in the position of somebody, you know, I need help with my nutrition. Mm -hmm. Is it the case that the more credentials, the better? So in other words, mm -hmm. if I could choose between a, a health coach or a nutrition coach who maybe doesn't have the thousand hours, doesn't have the credentials or a nutrition coach, you know, whatever, is it, if I can get it, I might as well get the most credentials as I can, because mm -hmm. that's better. Or do you feel like there's a certain kind of person or a person in a kind of a position that yes, those credentials or the, the folks who have those credentials can do what you need. Mm. If you're not in this position, then a really good nutrition or health coach might be exactly what you need. Mm. It's really hard to say. I mean, definitely not more credentials, the better. There can be that fallacy for sure, because there's just so many certification courses out there. You can do all these things over the weekend. You have like, you know, yeah. six certifications, but you haven't worked with anybody. <laughs> right, right. But that's actually, a, that could be the, the best screen, right? Like, let's say your issue is you really want to lose 20 pounds. Yeah. Tell me when you go to the health coach, your experience, number of people that you've taken 20 pounds off. Mm, yep. Right. Your exact problem becomes the screen, I think, mm. better than trying to discern much in the credential realm beyond, I would say, kind of state licensure, again, like an RD or a, a CNS. Yep. Yeah. Got it. Interesting. I, I think that's, I think that's spot on. I like that as a screen. Okay. So flipping it a little bit, thinking about the person, the individual out there who might want to be a coach, might mm. want to be a health coach and nutrition coach. Yeah. My first question is more general advice to them. But my first question is like, you know, you'd mentioned check your state regulations, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Is there, this is sort of a silly question, but like, is there an easy way to figure out what that is? Like, do you Google Minnesota nutrition guidelines? Like, I'm just Could curious, be. like what, what would be the first place that you would start to do some searching if you were in that position? Could be. I mean, you could search like Minnesota nutrition board or something like that, but some states don't even have a nutrition board, which gives you an indication that they're not going to have regulation over it. Right. Got it. I'll put a, we'll put a link in the show notes that has a good summary of all 50 states. So you can kind of click okay. on each state and see what it is. The problem is of course, the legal disclaimer, they're not, you know, necessarily updating that all the time. Right. right. So right. that's a good starting point. And then, yeah, if you can search your state code of regs, if you feel comfortable, you can also reach out to a counsel, a lawyer and 
in that sort of area and just be like, I don't know what I'm allowed to practice. And I think that's mm-hmm. all really good so that people are really clear on what scope of services they're offering and can do so confidently. Got it. Okay. More general, what advice do you have for those folks if they're in a position to say, you know, that's kind of where I want to go? Yeah, I'm definitely taking it from the angle of like people want to be in this kind of basic weight health fitness realm, what yep. courses, certifications do I recommend yep. is, is often a common question. And it's just like, I just haven't taken that many, right? Because I did right. the other path. So yep. it's hard to recommend courses when you haven't taken them. And so therefore I don't have a ton of specific recommendations there. But I have been asked repeatedly if people can coach people and let's say the 800 gram challenge, let's say mm-hmm. lazy macros license my materials and methods. And so now I can I've had say, people ask me if, oh, really? I, if they could do that. <laughs> yes. I'm like, yes, but no, ask but, no. <laughs> but now the answer is yes. So I am Amazing. beginning an 800 gram challenge and lazy macros coach program for people who want to license the materials for me and coach others in those methods. And no surprise, the first step for those prospective coaches will be my masterclass. I've had mm-hmm. a lot of coaches and gym owners come through that already, but this form, in my opinion, the foundational knowledge to be able to coach others in those methods. And so those interested would need to complete that. The next live group is in September. But then after that, I'm going to soon, and depending on when this is being released, have a short course just on coaching basics that are kind of, you know, working with other people as well as a basic test to just demonstrate some competency. And then with that completed, then individuals can apply to be a coach. Now, if they're accepted, they'll be able to license the 800 gram challenge, license the lazy macro names, as well as get access to some of the teaching materials that I've put together for those programs and then get continued kind of mentorship and guidance from me as kind of an affiliated coach to grow your program. And also there'll be some affiliate marketing with that as well. And I really want to stress that with me starting this, this is the really, really the angle of these people are health coaches. And I actually prefer the title habit coach. And Mm. I don't love the terminology nutrition coach. I'm not trying to split hairs here with semantics, but in my opinion, it's really with the attempt to relieve the burden of non-experts in physiology from putting themselves outside of scope, right? I think there's this pressure to know it all. Like you put yourself out there as a nutrition coach, when really you're a habit coach, you're talking about Mm. how can I get this individual to make better choices throughout the day related to fruits, veggies, and proteins. It's a total shift in focus, in my opinion. You know, when the client asks about what symptom or what lab test or what their fasting glucose could be or what their thyroid should be or what insulin is, it's, Hey, that's not me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's me. Go talk to somebody who's qualified to talk to you about that. And I think the individual should get very clear in their mind that that's what their role is going to be as this health coach or habit coach. And again, I just really want to stress, in my opinion, this is where the value is. This is not putting this role down at all. There is more value, in my opinion, that teaching somebody how to make fruits and veggies a mainstay in their diet than them being able to explain insulin resistance. (laughs) And that really, the skill set of this health coach and this habit coach, yeah, they're going to have to know about healthy eating, but their skill set is in their connections. Can they make people feel seen? Can they empathize Mm -hmm. with people? Do they know when to deliver tough love? Do they know when to deliver empathy? Do they know how to motivate people? Do they know how to set meaningful goals? And that's where the health coach really shines. And that's like the behavior change coach. And it's a really, really hard nut to crack. It's way harder, in my opinion, than explaining insulin resistance. And mm. so that's really what I'm trying to do with this whole program, the 800 gram challenge and lazy macros coach. It's those are my best attempts at how to get people to change their behavior around nutrition. And now hopefully others can, can help me help others. Mm, I love that. I'm going to ask a little bit more about yeah. that after, but I have one question. I thought about it previously in this conversation as well, which is 
you know, you talk about, which by the way, I love this, the health habits coach. I mm. think that's brilliant. Or the habits coach or yeah. the behavior yeah. change, whatever you want to call it, I think is, I think is brilliant. My question to you then, just your advice to folks out there, because I think you're really good at this, which is like, okay, I've, I've earned the trust and they're listening to me and they're making some progress and like, this is good. And they're coming to me with co more complicated questions and they're being more honest mm -hmm. with me, et cetera. How do you advise those folks not to let scope creep mm. kick in? Oh, like I've read some stuff about gut health. So like, yeah, they asked me about that. I can talk to you about microbiota, et cetera, mm. et cetera. Like how do you, again, just your advice, if I'm the nutritionist and I'm feeling good and I feel like I'm, I'm making progress with folks, how do you get yourself to stop when the questions yeah. or the, the material gets into, yeah, this actually isn't like, this is the scope creep. Like this is what he sees yeah. <laughs> warned me about. Yeah. Like what's your advice? Like pull back and say, you know what? You need to go call your primary care. You need to go look at, you know, go talk to yeah. X. Cause it's so easy to be like, Oh, I'm rocking and rolling here. I got answers. Yeah. Right? I can help people to put the brakes on and say, you know what? I actually don't have these answers. Right. I'm not qualified to have these answers and you don't need, you shouldn't be asking me these kinds of questions. Yeah. I don't know that I have a better answer than saying what you just said in the sense yeah. of, you know, that's outside of scope for me. I just work on healthy eating habits. And I mm -hmm. think, I think the hardest one is the first time you do it. Yep. And then after yeah, that, it's true. really not that hard because yep. you realize you gain more trust and you also feel more confident in what you're delivering mm -hmm. because you're like, this is what I do. I, look, if you can get people to change their habits around eating healthy, I mean, you're a rock star. It's hard. Yep. It's really hard. And so you just become more confident in what you're doing and you're helping people with. You're telling them the places in town where they can get easy menus and yeah. how to prep for their family. And you have a huge service to offer. Yeah. It's, it's sort of, it's in my opinion, it's very much like, you know, the CrossFit coach. You get people to work hard. Mm -hmm. You get people to do the pull-ups and to run faster. And that's where the benefit is. And you don't need to know a gosh darn thing about glycolysis. <laughs> Yeah, right. you're delivering all of the benefit. And so there's huge yeah. value there. And so, again, I think it's sort of the early conversations are hard because you feel like you should know and maybe you underestimate yeah. the value you yeah. bring. But then once you actually get a few people who are successful and you hold your line a little bit, you build more trust and you also get the results they want. So I think okay. it's, I think it's the first, I think it's the first one's the hardest, but it's just that. Yeah, it's outside of my scope. I just don't really, you know, I offer services around healthy eating. Got it. Okay. I love that. That's a great, I love that answer for folks who might be interested mm. in learning more, taking some first steps as it relates to this 800 gram challenge, this lazy macro coach, what are you going to ask them to do? What should they do? Where, where should they go? Yeah, we're, we're going to put a link in the show notes. Just follow that to get more information. Even if you've taken the masterclass, go ahead, follow the link in the show notes to sign up so that you get some of the specifics and you'll get all of the information as the program continues to roll out this summer fall. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I'm excited to see it go. Thank you, EC. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. Thank you for your ratings and your reviews. EC and I will be back soon with another episode of The Consistency Project. Team, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you want even more bonus nutrition content, join my email list at optimizemenutrition.com slash email. A link is also in the show notes. I try to send out content weekly-ish. Again, that's optimizemenutrition.com slash email. This is also the best way to get a question in the queue for Quick Bites episodes. You can click reply to any email 
I send out. And also, we really appreciate those five-star ratings and reviews. This does help get the podcast in front of new people, which then allows me to continue to bring more content to you all. So thanks so much for taking the time to do that.